It's nice of you to come and let me interview you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I have a lot of questions about your book because <laughs> it is, it was a book that really kept me in so engaged. Um, I'm not really into fantasy, but that kind of <laughs> pulled me into it. So, I really feel about it at first. <laughs> so, I just want to welcome you to the Black Girl uh, Book Talk. And I would love for you to introduce yourself. So um, I'm Ali Shante. That is how you pronounce it, is Shante. Um, and then uh, I'm the author of Living Legend, which is book one in a trilogy. Book two, um, Legendary, which the name just got kind of dropped a couple of days ago, is going to be out next year. And it's kind of like a new adult, adult fantasy romance with angels, demons, and magic, and the female main character is my demon, the main male character is uh, my and mystery vibes, comedy, a lot of tension, there is spice, and it does end on a cliffhanger, but it's not that bad. So do you consider yourself, uh, what genre? Is it fantasy? Is it fantasy romance? New adult? What what genre do you consider? Um, so the age bracket is like new adult, adult, and then like the genre would definitely be like a fantasy romance. Okay. Now, the book is called Living Legend, and it's a fantasy. Would you consider it um, outside of fantasy? Would you consider or new adult? Would you consider any other genre that it could be placed in? Um, not really. Um, if you like piece the book apart a little bit, then it could probably get dropped in other genres. Like if you took away the magic and, um, like the angel demon element, then it could probably be dropped in like a contemporary romance. But, um, as the book as a whole, no, it's very much like a romance to see at heart. Okay. The characters, Danny and Nick, let's start with their dynamic. Okay, Nick is an angel. Danny is a demon. Yeah. Danny is hardcore. I don't care about shit. I will kick your ass in a heartbeat type character. But you also, towards like the middle, towards the end, you get to see her vulnerability. Yeah. Was that intentional? Yeah, it definitely was. It was not meant to see her vulnerability as her, like, a, like giving her any type of like redeeming arc situation. It's just showing that she is a lot different than most demons that they like would think that they would meet so that she does have like this overwhelming conscience that you know she does care but you know she's still a demon at heart kind of thing so she's never going to really apologize for all the things that she's done but it doesn't mean that she doesn't you know give a flying potato about that man like she cares about him but Nick he's the angel but I, I, I'm, I'm on a fence about that because of his mother that you didn't tell us about. You just left us hanging. But uh, he comes off so sweet and so caring. But behind them closed doors, that man was a devil. He was a demon. He was on demon time with her. <laughs> like he submit, he made the demon submit. You know what I'm saying? So was that? <laughs> that's that's what you wanted. You wanted the angel who had a bad boy side as well. Um, I think with Nick, it was very surprising to me. Um, 
because when he got created, it was very much like I wanted him to be very stoic, very loyal, very like them's the rules type of person. Mm-hmm. And he definitely came off that way. Like I, I didn't want his personality to mesh with like Re- like Reese's in any way. I wanted them to play two different, completely different people. And so I think when the book kind of went on and then when he you know it really doesn't go on like literally in chapter two when he sees her it's kind of like that's the end (laughs) like he's kind of done and throughout the book i think it was like without danny and him trying to like not like her but like her i think Mm. his personality just kind of like formed a little bit more and his flirtation or his like trying to not be as flirtatious as he actually is and then the chapter 12s and the chapter 16s, it was kind of like it all just kind of came out. And I was like, I don't think that you're exactly how I wrote you in the beginning. Like, I think <laughs> you're a lot different. <laughs> That's kind of like a different speed. So it's like he, when he's with he's a different person. Not that he's faking anything. It's just that with Danny, it's a little bit more like a he's different with her kind of feeling. And so... He definitely acknowledges that he's different. <laughs> like he, he definitely likes her a lot, and it was, it wasn't intentional for him to be that different. Yeah. But when I did another, like edit reread, and I was like, re, I was like adding new things. I was like, okay. But you, I was like, maybe you're not going to be as quiet as I would like you to be. Maybe you're going to be a little bit more vocal now. I was like, we're just going to add these lines and these lines and these lines. And <laughs> chapter 16 just kind of like went in a whole different direction. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but you also made Danny kind of his Achilles heel. Like, he he was the Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, pretty much. Even though his partner in crime, Reese, was a hot mess. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, he was he was a goody two shoes, but when it came to her, that bad boy came out. That that it's like like you said, he had a different personality with her, you know, and it was just like, Who is this man? Who is yeah, this he, man? He I, I definitely didn't want him to go completely off the rails where people are like, Whose man is this? Like he was not after like four hundred pages, like I don't understand how he got like this i definitely wanted to be at a gradual experience and he does get worse in like book two but that's just because the feelings are already there they're already developed like there isn't any miscommunication on how he feels now um so it's kind of all speed ahead but i think that with danny i definitely wanted it to be a hundred percent there is no question about that it is a he falls first it's just like it is what it is like there's no gray area in that <laughs> like he so just did you fell. want it to be like a role reversal as far as she is so, uh in your face so hardcore outside of that relationship but with him she's like a kitten you know type uh, of I did. I I didn't want it to be so flipped to where all of a sudden it's basically like he is completely dominating over her. Um, I did have a friend after she finished it asked me. She was like, "Did you intentionally make them out to be like switches?" <laughs> where like, and I was like, "I maybe." I was like, "I don't know." Like, I guess, I guess I that wasn't intentional at all. It just kind of came to be where like she's definitely a hundred percent dominant outside of 
bedroom and then she can 100% be it in it. Like, there's no question yeah. about it. She could totally do that. Um, she can 100% provoke him to do pretty much most of what she wants. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like the questioning of, like, do you want it anymore? Because this man can definitely do it. Like, he's not going to really give you a choice anymore because you kept doing it. Danny's 100% a brat and I will never let her like live that down yes yes she is and he knows it that's the thing but i think that that's what he likes about her is that there's a specific line i think in his book too where he basically says that like he she like this fiery individual but he likes that fire like he wants it okay most fantasy books have a mission with sidekicks and then the main character you have a mission and within a mission with twists and turns and cliffhangers within cliffhangers how the hell <laughs> like you literally you have the mission to stop the demons coming to where the angels are right yeah. and then you have the mission in which danny's origin story comes about yep. and then you have the mission where nick is like who the fuck was my mama <laughs> and then you have and all of that so how did you come about with so it's like it's so much but it's not enough yeah it's it's not with me i'm not a planner so it all kind of came out with like being in my brain would be a scary place because the book was one way and then i'll think of something that sounds really cool and i'm like that can work and then that gets thrown in the book but then i have no like origin story to it i have no future towards that i'm just like that sounds cool for now and then like i'll add it in there and hope for the best Mm -hmm. um and you know the best worked out but it complicates things in my brain because then i have to kind of sometimes go back and make things make sense in the beginning so that what i'm doing makes logical sense to the storyline so the only things that were ever set in stone was danny's origin story that was Mm -hmm original plan like that, that was, was a twist i didn't that was what i was writing towards so that plot twist in chapter 22 i think that was the sole thing i was writing around so whatever happened in the beginning happened but i was writing towards chapter 22 like that revelation that nick makes is all that is happening like that's what i was writing towards and then Did you know i had to go back a whole bunch of chapters to make sure i didn't miss anything when that came out i was like wait a minute she can't throw this in here like that what yeah, I had that. That was definitely on the plate. And then I had added, um, Nick's mom was always meant to be like a mystery and was never meant to be figured out in this book. Um, it was just how much do I give so that people don't forget, but they don't think that it's going to get answered. Like, it's enough where I give nuggets where I'm like, don't forget about it because it's definitely going to get brought up again. But right. not something that you need to hyper focus on right now. It's really for you as a reader in this man's head to be like, <laughs> just like okay, like he's just kind of rumbling around without like you know like a chicken with its head cut off at this point. Like he doesn't really know what's up or down. And then I, I think with like the whole mystery of the things with the demons, that was just like the general book plot. Right. So that was kind of like their foundation and everything else they got thrown out was like how do i keep the story alive like because sometimes i feel like if there's not like a mini plot within it it kind of it doesn't lose my interest but i'm kind of just like 
you know like can we i need like some side action like i need something that's gonna also be interesting too like it doesn't have to be a whole other plot but like just like a little something that like especially with trilogies and series like i need like something else that's like not gonna be answered right now but it's gonna push me to read the other ones to like hopefully figure it out halfway through by the end something like that so i was like i need something that's making sense but also gonna keep people's interests and i was like um parents are always fun I was like, so we'll make Nick's mom something interesting. Which, speaking of parents, his father, Marcus. Maurice. That's his name. Maurice. Um, that situation with him and the other angels slash whatever, and the mom, and then the two head, well, the the head of the angels. What was his name? Uh, Uh, Jonah. Jonah. That shit was like, what? What's going on here? Who's really the pet? Yeah, I, I, it's one of those other things that I definitely wanted to make a separate story on because obviously his dad is his dad's like an older Nick, so like his dad has been through all these things. I definitely handed all these all the stuff that his dad has done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the skies, like everybody was there, but it, but like I can't really tell that story without being in like his dad's head or on Jonah's head because then it's just kind of like an info dump that doesn't really matter right now um because that's not the focal point of the story right but it it was it's I I wanted to throw in a lot more but then I was like I want to keep Nick's dad a little bit of like a mystery but people still still love him so I was like all right as much because, as it does not tell his son anything, people still love him. So I'm like, okay. The comedic moments between his dad or Elise, we cannot forget about her ass. I I need to know where she comes from, who she is, and why is she so passionate about Danny? Like, more so than a friend. So I'm just, I'm confused. And I'm sitting here like, see, she done left me with cliffhangers on top of cliffhangers. And then a lot of questions to be asked, and we ain't even finna get on Reese and his infatuation with Natalia and the girlfriend thing. Cause I and then I was like, is Reese gonna get with Elite? Is Reese gonna get with Natalia? Is Natalia just gonna be the token lesbian? What's going on? I was just like what's happening? It's funny. It's really funny to see people who like whether they don't like Elise or don't like Reese or they like both of them, it's like they either want them together or they want them with other people or like something like that. And I'm just like, that's fun. And I was like, that's cool. I'm not going to say anything. I was like, but I did have somebody say that like Reese tends to really go for unavailable women. So I was like, facts. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a problem. But um, they will, like, I mean, they'll get, they're getting their own separate story so like they're gonna have their happily ever afters at the end of the day okay so, okay yeah i already I mean i was gonna ask more questions because i'm trying to dig i'm trying to yeah, dig like i i don't know like their specific story like i don't know anything about like what those stories will like involve like the plot <laughs> but i i already know that like you know everybody's gonna be happy at the end of the day and i already <laughs> i know who their happiness is with so it's 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 gonna be great so so 
the dynamic of this mission and Lilith and what we found out about her. So my question is, is Lucifer going to be a part of this as well? So Lucifer is not going to be really a part of this trilogy. Okay. Um, he will potentially make an appearance later in like another in a different book, but mm. not in this one, no. He's just kind of talked about, but he's not as important. Okay. He's kind of like doing his own thing because like Purgatory is all like a little realm, so right. is like their main goal. Um, Lucifer kind of has his own things to do. He's not really worried about her. <laughs> um, he's not the problem. Um, Lilith is the main issue. So I'm not saying he won't pop up at some point, but he will, but he's not a focal point as of right now. Okay, so with the enchanters that are with Lilith, will we find out more about why and more about Mora, who helped the angels? Will we find out about more of that dynamic? Um, so you will come in contact with other, like, enchanters that made that decision to, like, go with Lilith and then kind of regretting it kind of thing in book two. So you will have to talk with them and, you know, whether or not they'll be players in book two to, like, help out. Um, that's kind of, like, a mystery. But they will get talked to. Um... Not really so much about Natalia's mom. Um, in like ever in, in so many like words, then yes, they'll talk about her. But it's more so that I do plan for this book to have like an entire prequel that will talk like that will be in, you know, the POVs of Nick's dad and Jonah okay. and, you know, Nick's mom and all those people. And so it's like you'll see all of that because it is really hard to talk about Natalia's mom in that sense um, without like the POV of somebody who like was actually there from the beginning. So these enchanters, you're kind of just seeing like their side and you're not really hearing like everybody else who was actually friends, like friends, friends with, you know, Moira and was super close right in the beginning when all this happened and all the things that went down. And so you're really only hearing like their side of like why they did stuff and, and everything. So to hear from that part, you'd have to hear from like those people. So when the prequel comes out, all of that will be a little, like, they'll be clarified. And then it'll roll into, you know, Living Legend. Okay, so with the origin story of Danny, will there be more surprises to her origin story, or is her origin story, besides what's in the book of Living Legend, connected more with Nick's origin story? If Nick has an origin story in the book. I'm trying to beat it out. Um, no. So with Danny, that's kind of the end all for that. Um, that was kind of so the part for her is done, but how do I describe it? Like that happening to her and then her being so close with Lilith does play a pretty much a hundred percent a part in book two. And why book two is so, I guess, like, emo like it's so mind-boggling mm -hmm. because I feel like so 
much in book two about the mind and like how you know being in you know where they are it can you know mess with you right and um obviously with danny it's a different messing with than with nick than with everybody else because you know danny has like like an immediate connection to that place so it's pretty strong with her as much as she tries to fight it it's like it's kind of difficult but with nick it's kind of like where ptsd starts rolling in and that's a dark enough thing in itself and so with him already in a dark place it's like you're you're already gonna you're already susceptible to problems so um i with nick's (laughs) so nick doesn't really have like his origin story is pretty normal like it's just like you know he was born to two parents and that and it's not really his origin story that is the problem for nick it's other things that have Uh to do with his dad and his mom and um all of that will get like answered enough in book two but it's not immediate it's not in the middle it's pretty much at the end so. oh damn Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not make it anywhere early but i won't say that like that that twist in the book um have to come at the end um because of things that happen um it's kind of like cascading effect of the ending of a book, like the last 100 pages. So it happens, and then that thing about Nick happens. And so you're like... <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay. Because it's not something that you can kind of um, Sherlock Holmes it. Like, it's not something that's like pretty much anywhere in the book. It's a very much a, like a surprise factor. So... Will Natalia, she is, I call her the token lesbian. Is she bisexual? Is she a lesbian? Does Reese even have a chance? So Reese has a better chance for the least than he has with Natalia. <laughs> Natalia is yeah. a, a lesbian. Um, like a, a, but Elise is bisexual completely. She doesn't really care. Danny and Elise are both bisexual. Um, but Elise is more freewheeling to both sides, where mm-hmm. he's like, I don't care, but like, I'm gonna probably head more towards like the nicks of the world. But like, she's kind of just like, I mean, when they were in bed together, she's like, I mean, everybody serves their purpose. Like, you know, men, women, doesn't really matter to me. Like, I'm fine. Like, everybody was happy at the end of the day. So, like, that's just the thing I really like about Purgatory and writing it is that there's really no judgment in that place except for like obviously enchanters or other demons see angels and it's kind of weird but it's not anything where like sexuality gets in the way or like our gender gets in the way or looks gets in the way or whatever like people were just like fondling each other on the side of buildings kind of thing over there and they're just like like they're just like this happens now and they're like are you surprised <laughs> so what what about jonah because i had him all wrong from the beginning so far i'm not even gonna say i had him wrong but so far i had him wrong because i thought he was the villain yeah i made him like a very predictable potential villain um so I 
a lot of people have gone back and been like, can they pinpoint where the problem lied? Like, who could have been? And I'm like, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I didn't really make it so easy. Like, I kind of just went back and forth between the relationship. You did. This, this, this. And I'm like, but also remember this that happened 100 pages ago, but also remember this thing that happened. But, um, I mean, the Jonah story is not over. Um, it's just kind of packed away right now because like they're killing me not exactly in heaven's gate anymore so everything that's happening at heaven's gate isn't really in the book in sec in the second book because like they're in a different setting so they're not really like everybody like nick's dad dia natalia everybody's kind of over there doesn't mean they can't talk to natalia but they're because there's ways for that but um the Nick's dad and everybody's not really in the book too as much but I didn't really make them these like big big characters so that you would like highly miss them right like weren't really needed Nick's dad was kind of in the first book as like obviously a parental support and I I wanted that kind of parent Mm -hmm. and as much as he's hiding stuff he still loves his son unconditionally kind of thing so I I definitely wanted that but he's not really needed in book two until the end oh man see you left so many eggs in the book that were potential to be like when you said it's a trilogy i'm like how this should be like six books in this series because they're so like i said it's so good but it's a lot going on there's there's characters within relationships and i'm like what about these what about these but then you drive home um the main characters positions which the little stories lead to the big story yeah now lilith miss ma'am how in the hell is lilith i i i don't know how i should phrase this question because i this is probably gonna be one of those questions like i'm not answering it Lilith plays such a dynamic role towards the end, but at the same time throughout the whole story. Yeah. So, is Lilith going to be in all three? Or just one or two? Um, so, <laughs> she's, she's definitely going to be in two. Obviously, um, she's gonna the so to start off, it's I think it's nice that you think that like she played a big role towards the end, but especially throughout the whole book without even being there. Right. <laughs> That's what I like wanted to create her as a villain was that right. like, you don't even have to really be there to like cause. She definitely was because Lilith doesn't like chaos in a way where it's not like confined like she she likes it to be like meticulously done so it's like it's like it's organized chaos in a way okay. um, if other people decide to make it unorganized that's not her fault but she she's like we're gonna do this this and this this is the blueprints but like if other people decide to you know f up it's like whatever it's on you um but she is in the second book i don't like she may or may not appear in the third book i don't know we'll see we're not gonna so we're not gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, 
be like, okay, she's definitely going to be in the third. Or like, okay, no, she's not. Then how the heck is the third book going to work out now? Because I don't understand. Oh, man. I read this book and was, I didn't put it down. I think I even did, like, some ask you a question about something because you had made Daddy Nick. I think I had got to the sex scene and I was just like, who is these people? You kind of just like, wait, yeah. at this point, you're like, 12 kind of hits people. And they're like, wait, because most people can kind of tell it's coming because people love a good, like, fight. And then, like, we're not fighting anymore. Um, but then people just got jump scared completely by 16 because it just kind of, like, veered in another direction. Most people are just I, like, it's still going. They're just like, I why? I literally, like, okay, now I know she didn't have me wrapped up in this situation and here comes this situation and how the hell did he become so daddy-like? Like, what the hell? Like, is this the same motherfucker I was reading before? Like, I was so confused. I was like, I had to get on Twitter, on TikTok like, um, ma'am, what is this? Yeah, I, I started dying. I also am apparently dumb and I did not know what long stroke marathon meant. And so I like went downstairs and I was like, babe, I was like, what does that mean? I was like, does that mean just he is like a long schlong or something? And he was like, I don't think so. He's like, I'm pretty sure it just means like stamina. And I was like, oh, he got that. Okay, bye. <laughs> I was like, what time is it? Yeah, they're probably still going at it at this point in the book. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what was. So when I wrote that scene, I wrote it. I wrote it at work. <laughs> um, that's what I do. I sex scenes are like the easiest thing for me to write, and and so I was at my old job, and I was on a lunch break, and it was on my phone. And I just opened Word, and I was like, all right. So, like, I started it, like, after they had, like, done it the first time. And then they went to sleep, and, like, he woke her up and stuff. That's when I started writing. I was like, okay. I was like, we're going to start from here. I was like, well, I finished the whole thing. And up till, like, the point where they started talking again. And I was like, all right, I can, I can write the rest of this on my computer. And then... When I, like, copy and pasted it, I was like, this isn't enough. I was like, we're going to start this somewhere else. So I was like, oh, I was like, we're going to start this here, and you guys are going to do this, and then he's going to do this, and then we're going to copy-paste, and then it's going to be very cute, and then when 17 rolls around, we're still going to be talking about it. <laughs> so, so tell me this. Tell everybody where they can find this book, ebook and fiscal book, and your website. Um, so my website is um, authorallyshante.com and the paperback, I have like book bundles, art prints, all those are on there. And then the book's on Kindle Unlimited and it's on Amazon and on regular Kindle and it's kind of like wherever books are sold online. Are you going to do a special edition? So I do have great edges of the book that will be... Um, coming out they'll only be available at signings as of right now and then after these two after these two signings that i have in september and october then i'll like work on like a pre-order form for them um it will be like first home first serve for like the like reader group street team and then for the newsletter they'll kind of get first dibs on that first set of pre-order 
And, um, because I'm not doing a whole bunch. Um, yeah. Not really fair to the girl that's spray edging them to give her, like, 500. Um, so, I like time. And have her kind of send those out like that. So, um, but they won't ever be, like, available, available. So, they won't ever be, like, on my website. It'll always be, like, pre-ordered. Because I need stuff. to have, like, the original one. And then I need a special. Because that book deserves a special edition. So, I needed to have the uh, action, which I'm just going to go to your website because I'd rather buy from the website than yeah. from uh, Amazon. So, I'm going to just go ahead and buy that from your website. And as soon as that special edition hit, since I am on your free team, <laughs> I am, I am going to get that special edition. Yeah, I was like, I don't really, because my cover is already, there's a lot going on. So trying to get like a special edition cover of that is going to be a little bit more difficult trying to figure out like what would be like, what, what I would change about it. Um, but sprayed edges were kind of like a first way to go to make like a nice special edition. And then maybe I'll do like something else for like a hardcover or something for, you know, the paperback. But for now, like, the sprayed edges are beautiful. I love them. So. So we're going to pivot away from the book for just a second. I would like your opinion on how do you feel that in the world of fantasy, where it's ran by either males or white women, how can we uh, as readers help with the diversity of fantasy, new adult, you know, how can we help with that? And what would you like to see in those genres more? Um, I think it's mainly just like supporting, you know, the, you know, POC authors that you see and like in their books, because normally that's where you'll find it is like what you're looking for is in those people. Sometimes a lot of, you know, white authors and stuff are always afraid to write, you know, the characters of color because they feel like they write something like this or stereotypical like this. And I mean, I've seen it done where you don't have to, but they always kind of either feel like they do or they're just afraid to do it at all. Mm. If you want to see that in a book, you need to find, you know, authors that look like me or like Latina authors or, you know, Indian authors, like anything like that where you're going to find these characters represented in a way that is well done. Okay. It's just like obviously buying from their website. And when you do read it and when you do like it, then you hype them. You don't read it and then just put it down. Right. And, and then you talk about it and then you wreck it to other people. Right. It's not going to go anywhere once it's from like your eyeballs back to your bookshelf. Now, in the future, what would you like to see as far as literary in the as a whole? What would you like to see for the BIPOC community? And um, what would you want to see in regards, not just traditionally, but indie authors? What would you like to see moving forward with that? I definitely want to, and I've definitely seen it, but I always love a good, you know, that's why I created Danny as a character, is that I want to see really well done, you know, EOT female characters. Right. And not as side characters, not as, you know, they're here for a long, a, a good time and a long time kind of thing. Right, right. The entire time, they're unapologetically themselves. They don't have to be demons. They don't have to be fae. They don't have to be witches. They don't have to be whatever. They can just be, like, the main character. 
And, you know, right. the main ones I always hear about, you know, are, you know, um, I forgot her name, but, like, the author of, like, Legendborn. Yeah. So, like, always talk about that book, and I'm like, well, yes, it's traditionally published, but I want to see it in, uh, like, other, you know, all out there. I just never see it. Like, they're never either hyped enough or for some reason it's just not popping up on like my FYP which is a shame. Do you think that with TikTok and book uh Bookstagram and even now Threads and uh YouTube there should be more push towards um indie authors and BIPOC authors in that regards to um the marketing and because I know TikTok has a problem with showing BIPOC creators, period, across the board. But do you feel like uh, there's more we can do? Um, unfortunately, I feel like with TikTok, TikTok's always just going to do whatever it wants to do. Right. So, like, if anybody tries to flood in, I mean, TikTok like, just has a weird mosquito net of just, like, catching all of it and doing it. Um, and I, I've definitely heard that, like, certain hashtags will just get, like, pushed down. Mm -hmm. Certain things. Um, I just feel like, like, I feel like it's just, like, push it as much as you can and as much as you want, and somebody will see it. It may not be as fast as people would like. Right. But I feel like every so often, you know, somebody's going to see it, and it's going to mm. blow up. And then somebody's going to see it, and it's going to blow up. But I feel like it's not going to be this immediate turnaround like most authors are like other people because i mean my fyp is generally filled with like the same books mm -hmm. uh, which is you know fine and well and happy for those people but every so often i'll see a book that i'd never heard before and i'll go look right. it up have all these really great reviews but and then when i personally go look it up like on the searches there's all these videos that i've just never seen mm. so what do you feel as far as book talk influencers, bookstagram influencers, thread influencers, whatever? Um, what do you feel that we can do as influencers that can help more with indie authors like yourself? I like it's just keep talking about it, but like on all platforms. I know TikTok is the thing and it's probably the easiest to kind of get viral on and pop off on, but I feel like just continuously, continuously talking about it and like showing the book but also like showing your face talking about it because a lot of times those videos do better than just showing like pictures right people are just showing pictures of books so they're just doing like those can still do well some of them don't but i feel like it's just this continuous thing of using all platforms to get these books to where they need to be so um how do you feel about i don't know if you consider yourself a multicultural author as far as the relationship of the romance or interracial romance author what do you, what do you put yourself in that category or do you just say romance author or fantasy romance um i mean i just say fantasy romance i mean i mean it's our i mean it's definitely like an interracial romance um but i don't focus on it so much um just because the story is so heavy mm -hmm. i kind of want people to focus on that but I think that I think that when I created a lot of these characters and wanted to make them like so many different like diverse people in this book, I didn't mm -hmm. want it to happen that people would read it and be like, oh, I like this character. 
this character's Asian, this character's, I just wanted people to read the book, like to run through the book and like not even really, like they pay attention to it. They're like, oh, okay. So whenever, you know, it's fan casted or something, like it's accurate. Um, but I think that I didn't want it to be so in people's faces where like, that's what they focused on was that Danny is not an Asian one. <laughs> that's not what I wanted at all. Um, but I didn't want people to forget that she's brown. So mm. I definitely wanted brown skin to like not just like go where people's heads. Right. Um, because we all know that people like to fan cast or artwork it and people get whitewashed completely. This is why I get art done myself. Ow. So it happens all the time. And I mean like that's why I tell most people to just get their own artwork done first. And then you don't have to pay a bunch of money to get it done, but like get it done so that you have the receipt of being like, this is what I actually think. Like I paid money to get this done to say, this is what they look like. So what is your advice to those who are trying to start out in the fantasy world or the fantasy romance world and want to write a book? What is the advice that some you wish someone would have told you that you would tell somebody else? really just don't put pressure on yourself to get things done in like a timely manner um because especially if it's your first book you're not on a time crunch at all um granted i procrastinated living legend a lot but i always felt like i needed to get it done before this time or this time because once you start telling people a lot of time that you're writing a book then you'll have those same people asking you like how's it going how far are you when you feel have to be a certain pace or you have to be going a certain way and then it becomes less about what you want when you're writing and more about the timeline of other people and then on top of that it's definitely hard it's not even that I wish somebody would have told me when I was writing the book just mainly just now also that not to really ever compare yourself to other people like when right. Um, there's going to be plenty of fantasy romance authors, there's plenty of contemporary, plenty of dystopian, whatever. Um, and some of them may do worse than you, some of them may do better than you, and it doesn't mean that your work is any less. It's just, just haven't found that niche of like those people that are going to like make it pop off, but it doesn't mean you're not going to find your people, you know. So, I mean, I know plenty of people that you know their first book it, it did fine, and then when they're book came out or a couple of months after the first book was out like somebody found it and then it just like skyrocketed so what was your driving force behind living legend like what was the key moment in your head where you were like this is the book i'm gonna write because i need to write this book um I think it was like, um, before I started writing it, I knew I wanted to get back into writing because I hadn't written in like so long. Mm. And I think the idea like with Danny's origin story kind of came out and then, uh, like Nick and Reese and Elise kind of came when they came, but Danny was always kind of like a driving force. And then, cause I mean, she's the first chapter. So I was like, okay, we're going to write this first. And then it was very slow and I didn't know I was going to publish it um, until maybe like halfway. And I was like, I feel like this is a story I need to like put out 
but if you would have asked me that like months beforehand I would have been like no because I was very much a contemporary romance girl so I would have written like a college romance or something what okay so this is usually a speed round it never goes as a speed round as much as I try to say it's a speed round let's just pretend like it's a speed round all right, so what is your book made from your book and why? Book made from my book, it's always gonna be Nick. I always go for dark haired guys. So um, no, Nick is nothing like my husband. They're completely opposite human beings. My, my husband is very much a Reese. He's not a Nick at all, um, but it was, it's always going to be Nick. Nick was always endgame. Nick can be really annoying, but at the end of the day, out of the whole trilogy, it's just, he's like hearts. <laughs> so. Okay. Who is your book babe from your favorite author and why? And what's the book? That's really hard because I have a lot. I think if I had to like just immediately like spew it out, um, it would definitely be Zane from the Lost Boys series by the Nikki St. Crow. Okay, what is your your favorite trope and why? I think there's something about Fork's proximity that I like so much. It's kind of like you can't do anything about it. So you might as well just make out. Like it's this is where I'm at. I just like it so much. And it's like, I mean, he falls first is kind of in there. I like when kind of men are just so whiny about like how much they like somebody. And like the female is just kind of like, like it's like they want it, but like you know that they're trying to be like flirtatious about it. But then that guy is kind of just like, I, you're all I want. That's it. The end. (laughs) Your least favorite trope and why? I I don't I don't like I don't like pregnancy tropes that make no sense. Uh, like I'm fine with a pregnancy trope if like it makes sense to the story. I don't like it to try to save relationships. I don't like it to save the story. And I don't like it when it's like all of a sudden we're pregnant and the book is ending and I'm like, what? Like it like I don't like it as like a trope right like i like it if the if the couple ends and then they're just like oh yeah and then we're having a baby and then you know like, you're happy for them and it's the end but like if it's like 30 percent into the book i'm just like why you guys were good just, i feel you on that <laughs> like, I, I, I literally feel, i hate that shit okay so do you have a newsletter facebook group or any other things that people can join and what's the name and how can someone join so um, I do have a newsletter. You just join by my face, uh, my Facebook. You join by my website. So you'll go on there, and I think there's like two different areas where you can do it on. But there's just like a specific place. It's like, um, it's like at the very bottom, and it just says like newsletter in like bold letters, and then you just sign up through that. And then I do have a Facebook group. I also have a readers group. They're both called the same thing, um, uh, with the. With the Facebook group, I think it's just like Allie's Angelic Simps or something. Mm. Um, my PA did it. So, like, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. 
Um, but the readers group is also called the same thing, but that is a definite, that's an invite only. So it's mainly just, you just have to ask me. Okay. To the thing with the readers group is that you have to read the book because they're very spoilery over there. So I know I'm in it. Um, so I'll just be like, also pretty spoilery, but like I make a note like to not be people like everybody's just feral. So whether it's street team or reader group, everybody's just feral over there. So I always warn you love people. Us some Nick. I'm just like if anybody wants to just sit in a circle and talk about their feelings, it's gonna be everybody sending weird gifts about <laughs> they like want to have an Eiffel Tower with like Nick and his dad. So that's kind of what's happening. <laughs> so what's next for you in regards to this book series? Um, signings that you're going to be at and what do you look forward to for the year coming up? Um, so for Living Legend, uh, Legendary, which is going to be the second book, um, I'm like in the midst of writing it. I'm like pretty halfway done with it. So um, that'll be finished soon and off to the editor. And then um, the blurb reveal comes out at the end of this month. Mm. So people can read that. And then the ARC signups for book two will be um, happening sometime in, like, September. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> um, the one thing about the ARC signups is that it, it's kind of imperative, and me and my PA have talked about it, that book one is read. Um, it's going to be pretty high on the list on that, um, just because it's not a standalone. So it's, like, you getting book two and have never read read book one, it's just going to be kind of It's going to be a loss. You're going to be real. You're going to wonder why everybody's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. happens so you know I, I would rather you be really entertained with the first book and then get into the second one but um that'll happen and then cover reveal at the end of this year pretty much like around october and then um the book will be out next year around march and then arcs will go out a little bit before that but then signing wise it's um sinful signings which is going to be in virginia which is next month DC Bookstars, which is going to be where I am in, like, Maryland, DC area in October, and then there's, like, a whole bunch of stuff happening next year. It's, like, Dreaming Dirty in Maryland, Imaginarium, Books, Counts, and Crowns. I see you at the top tour. Where's that? Oh, we'll get into that before I end with you. <laughs> but I also want everybody to know your social media handles so they know how to follow you and to be abreast of everything that's going on um so tiktok it's uh ali shante author and then instagram it's ali shante writes both of those so i want to say thank you so much for spending time with me this evening and i adore your book i adore your book i don't like fantasy but you made me a fantasy person I'm happy about that. Yeah, I like to throw out that my book is a good, like, starter if people don't <laughs> fantasy, they don't really like it, or, like, they've never had it. I'm like, it's great, because you got that contemporary throw in there, but then you have exactly. Mad. And I'm like, but there's bad things. I've read Harry Potter. I, I don't like the author, but I've read Harry Potter and enjoyed it. Um, I tried to read Lord of the Rings and wanted to fucking it myself um because <laughs> there's too much going on 
I read a few authors on here that I found on my FYP or send me an art of their fantasy books. So it's just, I love this. I love this for you and I love this for me because I love Nick. <laughs> I love me some well, Nick. No, I love Reese no too. Way to go. You'll fall in love with him even more in Legendary. So it's, it's he's, he's very much, I, a, um, he's very much a hundred percent simp status in book two my my husband read like he reads each chapter when i finish it and he read like the first chapter which is from nick's point of view and he just looks at me when he's done with it and he was like <laughs> he was like can this man just cry like because he's just so sad book two is like i've never been one to pine for something before but i'm literally sitting here pining for this girl <laughs> like yeah. He was like, can he just, I don't, he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> he was like, this man's over here trying to like, he wishes he could like smell her hair and shit. <laughs> it's like, because he's sad. Oh, wow. I, was like, because I can't wait to read book two. I cannot wait. I am a type of person who really am so particular about the series that I read because sometimes the series will just be too much for me and I just have to read a standalone. But I am ready. I am ready to read your series. I really want, and I'm not saying this to gas you up or anything yeah. like this. I literally love your series. I love Living Legend. That shit was so fucking good. And it just wasn't even Nick. It was Danny and Elise's relationship. They the one that really drew me in. Their relationship was so come, Man... <laughs> That was a love-hate type, I love you, but you better watch your back because i kick your ass too, type relationship. And then you have Nick and Reese, who Reese needs his own comedy show. Reese needs his own fucking comedy show. And then you have Natalia and Isabel, bitch ass. <laughs> but you have Natalia and Isabel, and then you have Lilith, even though you don't have Lilith. Yeah. And then you have Jonah and his second who I can't remember his name, but I was ready to box his ass. Because he was talking way too like, much. We don't even we don't even care at this point. It's he he's too slick at the mouth. He's too slick. But you know, and then you have uh Nick's father, and it's just like, bruh. There's a lot of people. Um, you're gonna gain a lot of people in book two. Um, not a lot, but you're gonna gain a few. And um, my one of my best friends cannot keep up the characters, and she's like, "Why would you do that?" She's like, "I wrote them all down." She was like, "I, I got lost." Wrote them all down. I she's like, "I lost some of your characters halfway through," and then she's like, "That one and that guy and that girl." She's like, "Cause I don't remember." She's like, "Are they are they gonna be important enough for me to remember their name?" And I was like. Um, if I gave them a name, sort of, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't normally give people's names unless they're going to be, like, within it a little bit longer than I'd like, and, um, I definitely wanted a nice cast of characters, and mm. I did like, uh, the fact that, like, people did, like, as much as she wasn't in the book, but she was in the book, like, Natalia is not part of, like, the main four, but yeah. I guarantee they wouldn't have got many places without her, <laughs> so... I can tell you this. Let me find it. I can tell you this. When I read your book, I literally wrote it down like, and I've had an author tell me that I write reviews like a thesis. 
but I tried to tell to get everybody to understand how good a book is because I never review a book that I don't like or that was just this is this is your review it's I literally say yeah because i need people to understand where i'm coming from when i read i need you to read this book as much as i love this book you're like i need us to talk about the theories that i have going on in this book right now and trust me i have some conspiracy theories about these characters because i was like ain't no way nah that's not what she was talking about it's this so i really enjoyed your book and it really got me into wanting to read other authors that were I've liked fantasy books, but I've never loved fantasy books. Yeah. And I truly love you. And I just appreciate that you wrote this book. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I didn't and, I didn't know that it was gonna like people were gonna like it this much. I think when I published it, I was like, this book is really thick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's from the beginning, how you started the book to how you ended the book. Now I ain't gonna lie, how you ended the book, I was ready to fucking box somebody. But <laughs> I mean, you got an epilogue, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, from the beginning, it was so good. But it was the twists and turns, the missions, the stories within the story that truly drew me in. And I was, and I'm so picky about books. So I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> so it was really good to me. And till I can't say it no more, get this book. <laughs> you are not going to be disappointed. Get this book. So thank you so much. Also, FYI, if you missed this podcast, it will be on YouTube podcast, which is in my bio. You can click on the YouTube symbol the full version it will also be on apple and spotify on my podcast in which i will send you the link so you will have now back to boozy boozy book tour i can't believe you ain't heard of it i feel like i have i just haven't heard a lot okay the boozy boozy book tour is uh five cities it's chicago it's charlotte it's denver it's Houston and it's Tulsa. It goes all the way into 2025. It's only five cities. Um, but it's an intimate experience for readers and authors where we have a chef that's going to come in and cook for the authors. That's the VIP package, but they will cook for the authors and the readers where they can sit down and talk to you, take pictures. Uh, it's not over eight authors. It's just very intimate experience. You have the general admission package, and then you have the VIP, which will probably be 20 people. And, but the general admission, that's a lot of people. <laughs> but um, it's very intimate. Um, swag bags from us, swag bags if the author chooses to give stuff. Um, and like I said, it's just a very intimate experience. Five um, cities, 2024. The website is up. I'll send it to you if you want it to check it out. Um, but each city, different authors, different thing. So I hope you will be on it because I, I need a fangirl. Yeah, you got a fan. 
Ah. I mean, I'm all for that. That's totally fine. I love like the ferality of it all. Like it's great. I mean, most times people can usually get like one or two things out of me about the book if I have enough alcohol, but probably not. Oh, and that too. The Boozy Book Tour, you get um, alcohol from the local brands that from that state or city, and you also get unlimited. So maybe I can get a lot out of you. I mean, my husband got the entire story out of me in New York. <laughs> I mean, he knew enough. Like, he knew about how book one ended. He knew about how um, book two was going to go. But he wasn't aware of... Um, I was keeping him in the dark about a lot. So my husband um, knowing about um, how book two was going to end, he... Um, he didn't know really anything about book three um but he we got like we were at i don't know if you've ever watched gossip girl before yeah so we went to the empire hotel and we um there's like a whole lounge on the top of the empire hotel that you have to have a reservation for and okay. um a reservation so like you have to like go up there and like in the elevator and then they seat you at a certain spot and then they have like a gossip girl themed drink and there's other drinks and you can take photos and it's like really really nice and um this is in I, new york or dc yeah, it's in new york like where the whole oh. show is filmed so yeah it's so, like if you stand in front of the empire hotel it's like that one scene in gossip girl when he like tells blair that he like bought the empire hotel and they like are running up to the like it's literally that hotel you went there Oh, I wow. wanted my Gossip Girl moment, and I told my husband I made reservations. We're going there. We're going upstairs to the lounge. And um, I, I had, like, two to three drinks, and he was at first kind of like, all you could do is, like, blink if I'm right about something. And I was like, okay. And then there's certain times I would just start drinking because I was like, oh, no. I was like, you're getting dangerously close to things. And then he was just like, okay, he's like, you have literally, he's like, two minutes to tell me as much as you would like to tell me about this book. And I, I told him, like, pretty much everything. And then at one point, he was asking me, he was like, just yes or no. He's like, if, he's like, is, like, blank, 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 blank. And I'm like, then I gave him my answer, and he's like, no way. He was like, oh my okay. God. He's like, no. I have, a, I have a question. Now, you don't have to answer, but is book two going to be more sexually explicit than book one? Is there more scenes? Are they longer? or like Are they longer or they're more in-depth? or? Um, I, I mean, I kind of thought 16 was a little in-depth, but I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know how much more in-depth I guess I could get. But I mean, yes, like it so there are definitely, there's more than two. So, like, book one only had two, and I only picked two because... Shit, it didn't need no more as long as some motherfuckers was. Yeah, I'm like, I just wanted 16 to pack that punch that it needed. Like, obviously this man was smitten from, like, chapter two, but I really needed chapter 16 to, like, bring home that all of that had merit. Like, all of that sex and all of those conversations had merit. Like, he, he gives a crap... And he does care about her um, as much as he would like to bury it down deep. But, like, he, he does. And then everything else came to a head after that. But 
book two definitely has it has more um as in quantity and um there's it's not all like like sex like it's not just all that it's like i told my i asked like somebody in my readers group i was like like as a legitimate question like do you consider like something that isn't intercourse still a sex scene like mm. you know like that may seem dumb but i'm like if somebody's just like going down on somebody else like for you know a page is that still <laughs> considered like is that still what it is and they're like i think anything <laughs> that's happening is enough for us and i was like okay then let's be reading a lot of these different ones in the book because i mean the first one that comes up like there is no actual intercourse but there is like other things that happen always be a giver um 100 percent is just like he's in for it like he's fine he could probably do that for the rest of his life with okay. her, her primarily because that's it like he's kind of that's it just her he's a tunnel vision monogamous type so okay he's the jealous type but he is he's a type so well i appreciate you for coming on with me and i look forward to seeing what book two brings and know that it will be reviewed you will get your video review from me because baby <laughs> book one was given it was given it was given what need to be given god damn it i'm hoping that book two gives the same amount so because you had me shook up i was like damn <laughs> i like to say that book two is very much like people kind of think it's going to come right out the gate with like the smut and i'm like well no because if you read book one you would know that that can't really happen right now like the rekindling has to rekindle <laughs> like uh, gotta like work for that at this point so that that i'm man like i said living that legend it's the truth i yeah. i get it i get it i i really enjoyed it it's a fantasy romance that i can literally say wholeheartedly with my picky ass that I literally really enjoyed your book, your writing style, the plot, the twists, the turns, the story within. The thing about it is because you put a story within the story. That's that's my that's my weakness right there. <laughs> so I loved it, <laughs> so wholeheartedly loved it. Honest to God, truth, loved it. So I can't wait until book two because yeah yeah look at those like those arc forms they'll be in like the street team and the reader group first in the newsletter and then i'll give it out to the world but you gotta sign up for that so make sure so you can get it so you're not like waiting like everybody else let me tell you something i'm doing your art